This show was first broadcast on Free FM, Hamilton, New Zealand's community access media organisation. For more information on our lineup of shows and the role we play in the media, visit freefm.org.nz. Hi, it's Vanessa from the Fighting Stigma Show on Free FM. Are you a Waikato local? Do you have an idea for a radio show? Do you want to try your hand at being a content creator on Free FM? If so, check out our website on freefm.org.nz or find Free FM on Facebook and get in touch. No This is a podcast hosted by Waikato Environment Centre or Go Eco. We are a voice for the tile environment, a centre for ako learning and a catalyst for change. Hepuna Korero shares the aspirations and mahi of our team and community as we work towards a vision of healthy environments and thriving communities. No tera wiki te pu manua o te waheke, the Climate Action Hub is a one-stop shop for anything climate. The project draws together people to plan, build and unify for collective change while creating a space where people can share their stories, ideas and knowledge to create a safe climate future. So last week, Hannah Hagen, Goeco's community organiser for Climate Action, joined us for an update on the Climate Action Hub and reflections on COP26 so far. You can Fokorongo listen to that podcast from freefm.org.nz or from your favourite podcast platform. Search for Hepuna Kōrero. You'll also find our podcast in a tab at the top of our Facebook page, Go Eco Wakato. Atera wiki. If you've got a tui in your backyard, heard the chorus in AJ Sealy Gully, or seen them feast on kōwhai trees along the Wakato Awa, you can probably thank Project Halo. Numbers of native manu or birds and pekapeko or bats have been on the decline for decades due to disruption to food sources, habitat loss and the introduction of predators like rats, stoats and possums. That is until 2007 when the Hamilton Halo project started. Since then, we've seen a steady increase in numbers of Taonga species like Tui. But to tell us more about the project, its impact and how we can continue to support this work is Biodiversity Officer for Natural Heritage Integrated Catchment Management with the Waikato Regional Council, Andrew Thomas. Kia ora, Andrew. Oh, kia ora, Kelly. Um, you heard me awkwardly read out your title. <laughs> Would you be able to give us a little bit more of an understanding of your role and what it might involve day to day? Yeah, sure. So... I am the Biodiversity Officer at Waikato Regional Council in our biodiversity team. Um, so I project manage the Hamilton Halo project and I oversee the Small Scale Community Initiative Fund and also provide technical support to some of our community groups and landowners wanting to protect biodiversity in their backyards, particularly in the South Waikato and Hauraki Plains areas. I think that's actually quite a good reminder of how... Um large geographically the Waikato Regional Council catchment is? Yeah, it's a pretty big area. Um, we cover from the tip of the Coromandel all the way down to Moko um, in the southwest. So it's a pretty big area. So you're leading the Project Halo project. Have you uh, always been involved in it? No, so there's been a number of different members over the years who have been involved with the Hamilton Halo project, some of which I know and some of which I haven't met. But um, it's been going for a number of years now, and I've been involved with it for the last uh, nearly three years now. So, tell us about how the project came about, as far as you as far as you know or understand. Yeah, sure. So, 
Um, I know it might be hard to believe, but back in 2004, Tui were actually a rare sight in Hamilton City. Uh, they were only winter visitors and coming into the city for for to find uh, food. Um, and initially, research back then showed that um, Tui were returned that were around 20 kilometres outside of the city to breed in the spring and summer and then coming back into the city in the winter again um, for that wider food source including things like camellias and some of those exotic species that will flower through the winter which they won't find in their forest remnant homes. You know, often we see the decline in a species and, and degradation of water or whatever the case may be but it might sometimes take a spark or, or somebody to say let's do something about this. Yeah, it's a good question. I don't know exactly who initiated it uh, way back when, but it was um, basically the reason for getting it all kick-started was that other cities around New Zealand had, in some cases, quite good populations of tui. And Hamilton was um, one of one of the few cities that didn't have tui. And so it was thought that, you know, we need to do something about this and try and increase our biodiversity in the city and one of the key species um, to focus on was tui one for one reason uh, one of the reasons for that matic species so people love to see tui in their backyard they're quite conspicuous um, and quite vocal as well and it's and it's kind of like it's a species which we can all sort of recognize hopefully so it was one which they decided to focus on. And on the coattails of the Tui, other biodiversity species will hopefully return back into our city as well with with the work that we've been doing with the Hamilton Halo Project. So the project started back in 2007. North Council began pest control in around in seven forest remnants, which were within 20 kilometres of Hamilton City. And the reason that we chose 20 kilometres was that Research by Manaki Whenua Landcare Research back in 2004 identified that using um, radio telemetry, so they put on devices on the backs of Tui and tracked where they went, and they found that they were going about 20 kilometres uh, from the city back to their breeding grounds in these little forest remnants around the city and then returning in the winter again for that food. So we knew that that's how far they would travel. So we decided to do pest control in some of these forest remnants which were within that 20 kilometre radius that we knew that if we did pest control there, increase the tui populations in the hope that those tui would then move into the city um, and actually start a founder population of tui in the city and actually breed here as well. So it really started so with predator used... control in those remnant bush within a 20 kilometre radius of the city. So that's where we're starting? Yeah, that's correct. Yeah. And so we used professional contractors um, to control possums and rats. And it was done on a three-year cycle. So three years of control followed by two years off. There was no control undertaken. And that was primarily because of costs. So pest control is, as you probably know, very expensive to do at a large scale. Um, and so to be cost effective and at the same time still hopefully achieving good outcomes, the council decided to do a regime of three years of control followed by two years off. Um, do we know the impact of that two, the two years off? 
Um, I mean, when you say oh, that's a real surprise to me, I'm not surprised that there are financial constraints. But um, did, do we know if there was an impact of having a couple of years on and off to the to the long term goal? On, yeah, so it's based on on research work that was done, I believe, at Mapara, where they were controlling primarily rats for kokako management, um, and and they showed that you could still maintain a population. Um, so long as you could get your rats, rat numbers down below um, our 5% rat tracking index, which is basically an index of the population size. And if you can keep get the rats down to those low levels during the breeding season, it will release the birds from that um, predator pressure and they can produce offspring and then um, raise those young and successfully increase their population. Can I ask how you track how many rats there are? How does that work? Yeah, sure. So we use what's called tracking tunnels. And these are little cards um, made out of cardboard and they have ink in the middle. And these tracking cards we place out on a, on a grid or a, sorry, on a line through the forest. And basically we, we track what goes through them. And we use a little bit of peanut butter bait at both ends of the tracking tunnel to encourage... Um, rats to walk through them and we use an index but so basically we count how many rats have tracked through those in a single night and an index of the population and it's well-known research will show us that well sorry well-known research has been undertaken to um, show that this is a, a tool that we can use to work out the population of rats. Mm. And you mentioned Manaki Whenua before in terms of I guess the, uh, the more research Base. Who else did you have to work with to make this successful? Yeah, so the, I guess there are a lot of different, um, there are a number of different agencies as well as community groups and individuals involved um, over the years. And some of these have been directly involved, um, such as Hamilton City Council, um, Waifakariki and Tui 2000 and others. But there are there are a number of different groups like Predator Free Hamilton, Predator Free Cambridge, Sanctuary Mountain Mangatauturi, Porongia, uh, Karioi, Pukimokimoki and Waifa, all of which have contributed to the successes of um, bringing biodiversity back into a Hamilton City. Hmm. So Hamil- yeah, the Hamilton Halo Project can't take all the credit for this. Uh, we've absolutely got to acknowledge all the contribution that others have made to this. You know, I guess I was just wondering because I guess some of that remnant bush might be on private property. Yeah, that's correct. So um, a lot of the Hamilton Halo sites that we undertake pest control are actually on private property. So we have a number of different sites, um, and I'll just go through the five which we currently have. So we've got Tamiro Scenic Reserve, Pukamako Reserve, which was formerly Sanatorium, Hill. We've got Tirahonga Road Bush, which is all privately owned. And then two sites on the Divi on the way to Raglan on Old Mountain Road. That's Johnston and um, Ed Hillary Hope Reserve. So it's a lot of working with those private landowners as well for um, because if you've particularly you've chosen those uh, places for a reason um, for its contribution to being able to get the, the tui back and forth safely. 
yeah, we absolutely couldn't work, do this work without um, the ongoing support from these landowners. Um, and to the extent that some of the landowners now are, are so excited by this project that they're actually undertaking pest control off their own bat and wanting to um, do pest control when when the council aren't involved. So those two years which we have no predator control um, on those off years, they're wanting to get stuck in and do predator control there because they've seen the benefits mm -hmm. for the bird life and other biodiversity on their properties. So it's a um, fantastic uh, partnership arrangement there in that sense, and, and it must be because they did see a result. Do you know how long it took for us to, I mean, and how do we monitor the number of tuis and the success of the project? Yes, yeah, so that's a good question. It is quite difficult to monitor the success of a program, um, and I guess in, in some ways it's impossible to separate out or isolate this program of work from other pest control which is happening around the city and in those other forest remnants that I mentioned like um, Sanctuary Mountain but um, but ultimately we have gone down the, the line that we we will monitor tui as an indicator species of biodiversity recovery and so we contract out that work to Manaki Whenua Lanky Research to do the do the monitoring for us so they do monitoring within Hamilton City and look at Primarily tui, but also a number of other bird species as well, to to show how they're tracking over time. So we use a uh, they use five minute bird counts and count all the birds that you hear as you go through. Um, and I often hear the bellbird mentioned at the same time as tui with regard to Project Halo. Uh, is that because it was the second most likely to return if we were on top of predators? Yeah, it is. Um, so one of the reasons that tui were chosen as a, as the um, the charismatic species that we wanted to showcase with the Hamilton Halo project is that they respond very quickly to pest control so they their their populations respond very quickly to the pest control but we we haven't seen the same response from our bellbirds and one of the reasons that has been suggested for that is that in those two years where we're not doing control we think that we know that rat numbers are increasing at that time in, in those years, and the belief is that um, the adult bellbirds that are nesting during those two years, um, some of the females might be being predated on their nest by rats because rats are big enough to actually um, eat adult bellbirds as they're incubating the eggs, and the females are the only ones who will incubate the eggs in, in bellbirds. And so they are particularly vulnerable, particularly at night uh, when they can't see the predators and rats being nocturnal predators um, are, are really devastating to our bird life. So what we think is that the bellbird numbers aren't recovering as quickly as we would hope. Um, so we probably need to start doing control at least at some of these sites on an annual basis to try and increase um, bellbird and also kereru numbers as well. So we're trying to now focus, move our focus away from TUI, which we, they've increased around 19-fold since they were um, measured in 2004. So it's been really successful for TUI, but not so successful for Bellbird and Kereru, which are still pretty rare sites in, within Hamilton City. So we need to sort of shift it up a bit and try a different technique to try and get um, those other um, 
biodiversity species coming back into the city and um, having the same, hopefully the same success that we've had with the tui. Apart from predator control, what else can we be doing, uh, particularly in the community, to support this project? If I can ask one thing of people who are listening, it would be to commit to one change in their own backyard, whether that's planting a tree or a winter flowering plant like a camellia in their backyard, or whether it's setting a single trap. That could be a trap for possums, like a flipping timmy is a good one, or it could be a rat trap, um, a victor professional in a box, are great options to get started. And if you to do that, every person does a little bit in their backyard, will be able to um, increase the biodiversity in the city, increase the food for our um, native birds, and it'll be a better place for everyone. So that's that's one thing that I want people to kind of take away from this message is that this is a team effort. If we all get on board, um, then we'll really achieve great things with this work. One of those two things, start there. So it's predator control or planting um, a kōwhai or um, a food source for tui in, in your backyard. Excellent point to end on, um, Andrew. Thank you so much for joining us and talking to us more about Project Halo. It's um, been set up as, uh, I guess, a, an inspiration that we can actually turn around the numbers of our native species and our taonga species at that. And the tui is a, a really awesome one to, um, to have leading that because we do all... Um, who doesn't love to hear the sound of tui uh, in the backyard and through our gullies? So thank you for your work in this space. Thank you, Kelly. It's been a pleasure to share the project. It's mine, it's mine. I've got my own project. You can try, you can try to get them my way, but you won't Protecting the truth, found something good. You know it because you've got a conscience, conscience. Right, I know it too. Found something new, made it a home for me. Over I flew, found the best view. I know it cause I've got a conscience, conscience. All for my own, hold on to my home. Won't let it go for anyone else. It's mine, it's mine, and I found my own. Somebody knew where they could find what I found. They captured the view and found the new tune. I hear them singing from the place I've been. And it's yours, it's yours. You found a voice. They will try, they will try to break you apart, but hold on to what you found. What you
you a pop and hold on to what you found. What you found. What you found. Cause you are stronger than this. You are stronger than this. You are stronger than this. Before that, Wata from Aro, a song called Tui from their album Manu, we heard from Andrew Thomas, Biodiversity Officer from the Wakato Regional Council. I liked how simple the message was for those of us who want to see more Tui and other Taonga species in our backyards and gullies. Just do one thing. Plant a food source like kōwhai or camellia or start backyard trapping for rats, stoats or possums. Up and down the country, predator control can be credited for increasing numbers of native species, and it's such a small thing for us to be doing. So if you want to give it a go, come visit us at our centre in Frankton to purchase a trap and the tunnel, which keeps non-target species like birds, cats and kids safe, and they're only $20 each. Of course, the Pika Pika Tauroa you voted for recent Bird of the Year winner also benefits from predator control, so follow up that vote with some action. If you want to learn even more about the predator-free 2050 goal and learn the ins and outs of trapping before you get started, we hold monthly workshops 10 to 11am on the first Wednesday of every month from Level 2. Keep an eye on social media for updates. While our gardening workshops were on hold during Level 3, we'll be announcing some new dates for education soon. Tune in next week or head over to social media, Go Eco Wakato. Today I want to share a bit more about our latest transport campaign. Go Eco are calling on the government to put tamariki at the heart of climate action by investing in safe and healthy journeys to school. We're calling for safe and healthy journeys to school to be a priority in the emissions reduction plan, which the government is currently asking for our feedback on. It's basically a 15-year plan with budget for climate action. So we are asking for the following. Free public transport for all school students from 2023 onwards. Access to dedicated school buses for all schools that need them. Commitment to providing safe walking, cycling and scooting routes to and from school by 2025. And funding for school travel coordinators to organise initiatives like walking, school buses and bike trains. We support work towards climate adaptation methods which increase community resilience to climate change and decrease carbon emissions. We believe that safe and accessible walking and cycling options, multimodal transport, affordable reliable public transport and sustainable urban development should be incorporated in every climate impact plan for our healthy futures. We need your help to ensure we build a transport system that works for our tamariki and works for papatuanuku. You can support the campaign by going to action.goeco.org.nz and filling in the submission template. We've made suggestions to make it super easy. We'd also love for you to share it with friends and whanau, because why wouldn't tamariki and the well-being of the planet be at the forefront of climate investment? Finally, the Eco Shop has cool and useful products for people and the planet, carefully sourced to help you live more sustainably every day. We do the hard work so you can spend more time gardening, reading or enjoying nature. We also have a growing selection of local art, zines and badges and te reo Māori books to browse. 
Your purchase supports GoEco to be a voice for the environment, a centre for learning and a catalyst for change. Ke te whakarongo mai, Kweki Punu Kōrero, a show hosted by GoEco Wakato. GoEco are a not-for-profit environment hub with biodiversity, kai, transport and enterprise projects. You can find out more about our work on social media, GoEco Wakato, or by heading to our website, goeco.org.nz, or better yet, pop in 188 Commerce Street, Frankton, Hamilton, where I pin 10 till 4 weekdays and 9 till 12 on Saturday. Join us again next week for a new episode, but make sure you follow or subscribe to Hipuna Kōrero on your favourite podcast platform so you don't miss an episode. Kia pai tōra i hoa Use the accessmedia.nz app for iOS and Android devices or subscribe to this podcast via Spotify, iHeartRadio or Apple Podcasts. This free FM podcast was brought to you with support from New Zealand On Air.